0: What's up, everybody? This is Keith from the Bronx Lounge, thanking you for tuning in to today's episode as Cav and I break down all things Yankees baseball and have a great time. Check us out on all social platforms at the Bronx Lounge for daily Yankee content and to join the awesome community we hope to build. We hope you enjoy this episode just as much as we enjoy making it. And without further ado, sit back, relax. Let's talk some Yankees in the Bronx Lounge. (music) I gotta hold down the
1: city
0: know
1: hello everybody hold down welcome down back to the Bronx Lounge you know, podcast we got a lot to talk about this morning and we are on a little bit of a time crunch so let's just hop right into it I do want to start real quickly with the negative news before we get into some of the deadline stuff and then obviously the series against the Rays, obviously reports came out last night. Domingo Herman will not pitch for the Yankees for the rest of the season, dealing with some alcohol abuse issues. They put him on the restricted list. Obviously, we've you know had problems with Domingo before. This is obviously a personal problem, and it, the, all the reports have been that, you know, he has put himself in this position. He wants to get help himself. From the baseball perspective, I think this this means we're going to continue to see Severino, and I know we talked about that a lot on the last podcast. How you know both of us think that, you know, maybe we shouldn't have, but I think that this now pushes for Luis Severino to continue to make starts, and I want to get your opinion on the Domingo Herman situation. Good morning, Kev. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, very interesting.
0: It's very, very interesting, to say the least. Uh, so as a as a person as a human being, I feel for the guy. I really do. Like that's that's a that's a tough situation to get yourself in and out of. Uh, um, and as like a, as like a human being, I, I hope that I hope that guy gets the help that he needs because that you know that shit's a tough road. But um, it's just another. It, that it. Just sucks, man. That's just one of that's just another like that's just another bad thing that goes on his name he's already had a lot of trouble this you know obviously in recent in in his in this past um you know he, had, he got banned for sticky stuff this year you know a, a former domestic abuse you know like he doesn't he's got some dirt on his name already and this kind of adds on to it and you know as well, like i said before as a human being i feel I, you know i i sympathize for the guy but as a baseball fan, I kind of do want to see where you take, um, do you, like I don't know. Would you keep him on the team still? It's such I mean, a it's, tough situation right now. Like for like, I don't know. On both sides, it's a tough situation. But I mean, this is now like the third time where it's it's it, this is you know this is another issue uh, issue.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough because people always say that. You know, winning and success cures everything. So, like, at the end of the day, if if he was a better pitcher than he is, like, yeah, like if you know if Garrett Cole, you know, was was going through you know some of the you know the things that we've had to go through with the McGerman, I think you give him you know a lot more of a leash because it's Garrett Cole. You know, you know what he can you know bring to the table when he you know when he is available. But like, I I do find it concerning that the Yankees continue to do things with you know a solid starting pitcher in the league. You know, he's 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 definitely solid, but he's, he's not, you know, a needle mover for the New York Yankees. He's not going to make, you know, playoff starts for this team. So for them to continue to give him these opportunities, it is a little interesting to me because I don't think that, you know, you see a player of his caliber continue to get chance after chance after chance after chance when, you know, things like this come up. And obviously this one is very, very different than than the than the abuse stuff, you know, from a couple years ago. Obviously this one is a lot, lot different. But, you know, at the same time, you're now putting the Yankees, you know, in in a rough position for the rest of the year because they were counting on you to be in a rotation for the rest of the season. So for just from a business perspective, I don't see how they can continue to put up with this stuff when Domingo Herman is just a solid major league pitcher and you know, I, like you you brought it up, and I, I do want to, you know, I, I do want to be humane about this. Like, obviously, this is a really tough thing to go through, and I'm glad that he's getting the help that he deserves. And obviously, that is more important than him going out and making starts with the Yankees from a personal standpoint for him. So, you know, I'm happy for him that he, you know, he was able to recognize, you know, that he has a problem and have, you know, the courage and conviction to, you know, step up and go get the help for that. But just from a business perspective, I just don't think he's good enough of a, of a starter or good enough of a player for the Yankees that he can continue to you know have things like this come up and the Yankees just continue to put it on the back burner and cover for him and let him come back whenever he so pleases.
0: Yeah, it's just it – it's just – I don't know. It's crazy because it just – it really – one of those things, it came It came at a really bad time, too. I mean, this whole this whole week itself, what a mess. I feel like this just... This whole week was just such, like, a dramatic and kind of, like, embarrassing week, to be honest with you. Um, I think there's so much more outside of the games, because I feel like the games at this point are the exact same... We're going to talk about the exact same things, where the offense just doesn't show up, and pitching doesn't do what they're supposed to do, like... I feel like outside of the games, there's so much to get into that just that really that really shows what uh, what's going on behind the scenes right now and 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 it sucks and I th- I feel like we kind of got a little bit of a clarity right there not actually not really not really so much clarity um but we kind of I guess get an understanding on what they were thinking and um and what happened there but yeah the whole Domingo Hermos situation it's just tough it, it really is because you know like like I said as a baseball fan. It just—it's not something you—you'd want to have on your team still. But as a as a human being, and as like a you know, someone who feels for the guy, you know, it's—it's it's a tough situation to put him in. So they put him on the restricted list for the year. Um, so you know, he's obviously he's he's done for the year. So I think he I they I think they I think it was that he he went in and like he was the one like pretty much like turned himself to t- turned himself in type thing. Like he was the one who was like I'm going to get help. I'm going to like you know this is I agreed to get help. So. It's good that he kind of took some accountability for that. Um, before we break into everything else, let's get into some housekeeping. Just to dodge some other things out of the way. Uh, Nester Cortez is going to make his return in this series against the Houston Astros. Um, that's going to be a Saturday game that he's going to make that return. So, I obviously, that's going to replace Domingo out, which we all thought it was going to be Severino. Um, that's going to be another conversation with the Severino situation. But... Um, yeah, so Nestor, Nestor Cortez comes back, uh, he did good in his rehab game, so let's just, uh, let's see what he can do against some major league talent, uh, and Jonathan Luizaga, Oh uh, I think he just, let's see, started his, okay, so he's, he's going to be activated early next week, um, from the 60 day, and so we'll see Luizaga coming back, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much it, uh, for your, for your returners, um, you know that's pretty much what Cashman banked on his deadline to be. This the trade deadline is a is a huge thing. I kind of want to get into the fact that you would the you address zero problems and you really there was no nothing happened. You, you kept the exact same team pretty much like nothing happened, and that's that was the biggest fear that we all had. I would have rather had them just sell more than they would just do nothing. Like I would rather just have them do something. I don't know, buy or sell, and I and cashman came out and he said that they were opportunistic buyers and sellers which to me doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because that just doesn't mean you don't you don't know what direction you want to go in and that also just means that you're kind of just laying all cards on the table here and just seeing what happens for the rest of the year so clearly our front office doesn't really know what they're doing so uh, i kind of want to get your feel or i kind of want to get your opinion on uh what you think uh like what what where do we come out with this trade deadline? Because I'm I'm honestly kind of pissed.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious that I was a proponent of selling off a couple of pieces and not being huge buyers of the deadline. So I'm not as outraged about the deadline as others because if you were somebody who wanted them to go out and you know make some big moves to better this team, they didn't do that at all. I feel like so, you know. I understand where a lot of anger is, you know, with some of the particular moves they made for some people for me, it, it it's kind of exact, you, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. It's kind of just like staying the exact same, which, you know, I think everybody had a problem with, I think everybody, you know, every single Yankee fan was either, you know, on the side of buying or on the side of selling a little bit, you know, this team is, it's obviously not good enough right now. So, you know, you, I feel like you had to put your, you know, put your flag in the sand and make a decision on, you know, one way or the other to better this team for the future or to try to, you know, go for it now. And they didn't do either of those things. You know, they, they made, they made two deals for two, you know, middle to low leverage relief pitchers. You know, I I had never even heard of the, of, of, uh,
0: Spencer Howard?
1: Actually, no. Was. So I've heard of Spencer Howard, the other guy I hadn't heard of.
0: Oh, Kenyon Milton? Yeah, you I had know, never Kenyon heard Kenyon of him, Deberto.
1: you know, in Chicago before the trade was made. And the other thing that bothers me the most about this is, you know, they can go off and spin it and say, well, we made two deals, but you just made two deals in spots that you didn't really need it. Like, I know the bullpen's <laughs> been, you know, a little bit, you know, tired and hasn't been as effective, you know, as of late, but it's it's just, it's hard, it's hard for me to, for the Yankees to go out there and make a couple of moves and say that they, you know, are going to cautiously or even slowly go for it when you don't address left field, when you don't address third base, you know, when, when there's, when there's clear, more clear, obvious holes other than the bullpen that you just don't go out and fix. And, you know, some of the comments that Cashman and Boone, you know, made on the deadline really annoy me and, and, and frustrate me. I feel like you know, the, the cautious buyer and, and 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 all that bull jive that you know that Cashman tried to give the media I think is just ridiculous. I, I just think once again the urgency just wasn't there and the direction wasn't there because, you know, you, you, you had to put your foot down and, and go one way or the other. And you know, would it have annoyed a lot of Yankee fans for you to sell off a couple of pieces and say we're gonna we're gonna work towards next year? One hundred percent, obviously, because the Yankees don't have a lot of seasons like that. But at least you're showing your fan base that you have some sort of direction and some sort of baseball knowledge. Because you look at this team, and we've been saying it you know all year now, but this team just isn't good enough to really really contend as it is right now. And the two deals that they made, to me don't do any, don't make that any different.
0: No, uh, not at all, really. I mean, obviously, I mean, Kenyon Middleton's not like a standout reliever. Um, He's got a 3.96 ERA, and he's 2-2 on the year. So, I mean, it's not like you got really this star-studded closer that you can finally solidify with. So, obviously, you know. And the offense was your big issue, once again, and you didn't address that. And that's kind of where I was really annoyed at the fact that you just, I don't know. I guess they're just comfortable with what they have, and I, it really just doesn't make sense whatsoever. It, it really doesn't, and I don't know if I don't know if Cashman's plan is to, kind of just I don't know. I feel like the answers that they've given us lately, I feel like it's kind of just been like we're hoping for guys to get on the right track, and we're just hoping that the season can turn around. Because at this, I don't know. I feel like that's just what the answers have been. Um, that they're all that all that is is hope for the rest of the year is the fact that. You you hope you make a turnaround like the 2019 Nationals. You hope you make a turnaround like the 21 Braves. Like that just it doesn't make sense. I, I don't understand why their why their whole their whole plan is to just hope and see where things go because that's just not how that's just not how things that's just not how things work. And you know they they did nothing at the deadline. You address you didn't get any sort of bats that you know even if we were opportun, like we were opportunistic about you know if guys like Bellinger and if you can't get a guy like You know juan soto like you know like what's even the point of going for these rentals that aren't really going to you know help your team out but i I don't know i I feel like i just literally nothing happening just just kind of aggravates me more I, i don't i just don't understand that and i guess i guess there's two sides to go about it maybe there weren't offers that you know guys for like labor or maybe some bullpen pieces that they really just didn't like and that just weren't good so there's two ways to look about it. Who knows? But I, I just, I just, I'm kind of annoyed at the fact that the, we're going to have to sit and and deal with this again. And, and all the answers are that we're getting is we're hoping guys can, can, can get going in the last two months of the season. Well, it shouldn't have to come down to the last two months of the season where, where we have to wait for guys to get going because Rizzo looks like an all time worse. Stanton still looks bad. Uh, like, you know, just D, like DJ is not all there yet. It's, it, you know, team's not team's not all there yet, and it's just, that's just the part that bothers me the most, is the fact that there's just zero plans still, and, you know, who knows what direction this team goes in, but, um, yeah, Severino is a kind of something I want to talk about now, um, that was, uh, someone we, me and you kind of agreed upon was gonna be the, like, the odd man out, uh, when Nestor comes back, but obviously now with this Domingo Herman news, um, you know, obviously that we're gonna have to we're going to have to hold on, and uh, or I think Severino's going to keep his job. But, um, you know, even the Yankees kind of just don't seem, like, all that thrilled with Severino. Um, I-, I don't really know what their plan is with him. I guess they're going to just kind of keep letting him ride it out this year. I don't know if you would if you would personally, like, move into the bullpen or something, but I guess their plan is just to ride him out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Burrito hurt his chances on on Monday. Because uh, he didn't look good at all in, in his start, and I think if he was able to put up another good start, I think that we would actually really be able to have a conversation right now. But with Brito not pitching well, and now Domingo going down, obviously they're going to have a little bit more trust in Severino just because he's you know he's pitched a lot in a lot more games, and he's he's pitched in playoff games, and you know Brito's done none of that. So if Brito's not going to be you know consistent then they're going to they're going to stick with Severino and we 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 talked about this a lot on the last on the last podcast and I was going after Severino's job like nobody's business but, but with with this domingo news you're right it does change things because you can't you you're you're losing a guy that you know is not a stud in Domingo Herman, but a guy that you trust to go out there and give you solid outings for the most part. So you totally lose that. And, you know, I don't think that they are confident that they can get that from Brito. I don't even think they're confident that they can get that from Vasquez at, you know, a consistent rate. Cause I think if, you know, if they did think that we would see them more than we have. So I think right now, Severino has got no choice, but to continue to make starts in the rotation. And, you know, now he just needs to figure it out because, We have no other options, and he can't continue to lose us games right now because even, you know, they continue to lose series. They continue to not be able to gain ground, and, you know, even with the win last night, Toronto won last night, so, you know, they don't gain any ground in the wild card even when they do win games. So Severino needs to start, you know, figuring it out because – you know, last week, I thought maybe there was a chance that, you know, there were other options and that they should go there. But now with the Domingo news, that changes that. So now I don't really think he has much of a choice. And I think he's starting tomorrow.
0: Well, he, yeah, he is. He is starting tomorrow. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm going to be, I don't really, uh, I don't really have much faith in, like, any starting pitcher, aside from Derek Cole. Like, that's, like, the only guy that I'm like, all right, let's 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 see what we got today. Like, Rodan hasn't been all that impressive, Severino's obviously not doing good, and Clark's kind of like, you know, you can, you, you can throw the dice on what kind of start you get from Clark. Um, yeah, it's just been a really weird man, and uh, the whole situation with Domingo, both like the alcohol abuse and the whole thing that happened in game, in game one, that was, that was really interesting. Um, they said like an hour or two before the game Domingo couldn't start, they had to switch the starters, Brito... Um, probably with very little, like, time to prepare Brito. I mean, not that, like, you know, you gotta always come and prepare, but, you know, Brito kind of gets thrown in two hours beforehand. Um, and then in the fifth inning, you see Domingo warming up in the bullpen, and he's perfectly fine after what they said was an armpit issue. And it just, that just, I don't know, made hysterically no sense whatsoever. Um, and he did good, too. He shut the absolute door and, you know who knows what the difference could have been in that game if, if that all you know went down the way it did but people are thinking that the uh there was some there were some things related with the alcohol and in that game the fact that he showed up late uh it i don't know there's there's yeah there was a whole thing about that about like how he could have showed up hungover or something like that and then that's the reason why he made a late start yeah there was, there was a whole thing about that um But yeah, just honestly, just a really, really weird and thrown off weekend. Um, I don't really, I don't really know how to feel as a fan right now because, like, you know, once again, you made, you made zero moves at the deadline, not only to, like, switch it, like, if if we sold the team, I would have been like, okay, at least I can expect now that we shouldn't get our hopes up and, you know, the playoffs are obviously out of reach now, but now that you, now that you kept your exact same team and, I mean, you know, still in, you know, mathematically, you know, you're still in contention for a playoff spot. Uh, realistically, probably not going to get it. Um, you know, I just, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what, what to feel right now. I don't know what direction they're going in. So, I mean, I don't know if you feel any different, but I just feel very, like, just very confused.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, watching the game last night, when Cole gives up the, the homer to Franco and it's 2 nothing. I I I found myself in a weird spot because I I feel like you know in years past at home with Garrett Cole on the mound he gives up the two run homer it's only two nothing it's early like I feel like in in past years I'd still feel good about that game you know Cole's on the mound it's only two nothing it's early the you know the offense will give up some run, will give him some runs and Cole's gonna lock it down that two run homer early in the game last night and obviously I proved you know to be wrong but. That felt like a nail in the coffin for me. He he hit the he hit the two-run homer and I was like Cole could
0: Cole
1: could, Cole could shut him down for the next six innings and th- they're still going to lose. Like yeah. they're not going to score two more. They're not going to score two runs. Like this game's over. And so I agree. I am in a weird spot as a fan too because I'm not used to like feeling that way. Like a two nothing a two nothing deficit early in the game with your ace on the mound is is nothing. Like that that that's in know, the first could, inning. You could do that. Yeah. You could yeah. you could do that. But For some, you know, because of how this team has looked all year long, I didn't feel like that was going to be a game that they were going to win. I really didn't. No,
0: no, definitely not. Even on Twitter, they were freaking out right after that two nothing. Yeah, it was, it was a whole mess, and that's just kind of where we're at at this point. Um, Really, every other team around us made some deals. The Angels, they're kind of going a little bit all in right now, which is pretty funny. Um, And the Mets have a whole shindig about them about how they're now planning for 2026 and you know there's a whole thing about that uh i know me and you were big john boy guys and they pretty much asked booney uh about you know like the difference in in what the mets and the yankees plans are and how the mets you know mets are pretty much going to go into a almost a complete rebuild you know around like they're going to probably just build around Lindor and maybe pete or something who knows but you know that's they're pretty much they just said they're going to a rebuild and then you know uh, John Boy, they kind of they kind of ask them like you know is you know are we going to fall into a like like is it is that like the Yankees plan like should we not really be expecting a winning season for the next year or two like are we going to go into Selma like you know like what's going to go on and there's a the whole thing about that you know like you know there could be a chance that Mets are going to be just better than us in the, in years in years to come because now they're planning for the future and I feel like that's just you know that's not where we are right now we're not in this planning for future we're still in this win now mode which you know i guess you can be in but in the position you're at there's no i don't understand it i just don't and i, I think that's what the yankees plans are is just to win now but it just uh, you did not you didn't do anything to to win now so i don't i don't know
1: yeah and that's the point like if 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 they decided that they wanted to try to win now and even if i didn't agree with that cuz i thought they should sell like they decide to do that that's fine they go out and they make an effort to put themselves in a better position to do that. Yeah. And I'd have no problem with that. It, even if I didn't agree with it, if they went out and made a couple of moves, you know, they shirt up a couple of positions that they needed to, you know, with maybe some rentals or, you know, some guys that aren't, you know, super high profile, but is better than what we're getting right now. And, you know, they feel like that genuinely puts them in a better position to win, then that's fine. I have no problem with that. That's what the Yankees do. The Yankees go for it. And, I, you know, nine times out of 10, I have no problem with that. But like you said, it's the, it's, it's, It's the point that there's no direction or urgency towards it because, you know, they say they want to win, but yet they go out and they don't do anything, you know, at the deadline to supplement those those words. And so it's it's hard to it's hard to believe when you've been watching this team all year and, you know, like you look at this team and you watch them and you know that this team isn't good enough, you know, to contend with the Astros and contend with Atlanta and contend with Tampa. Like, you know, that this team is not good enough. But they think you know they're they're ignorant and confident enough to think that they are as they are constructed, and they're not they don't go out and do, you know, make any moves to supplement, you know, their weaknesses. And so it's just like like you said, it's 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 more about the fact that they didn't do anything, and there's no sense of urgency than you know the fact that they didn't sell or that they didn't buy.
0: Yeah, and even some of the players are kind of just throwing the blames on themselves, which you know in ways you can. Um, IKF had a whole thing about like how. We should be taking accountable, accountability for this because you know they're not performing and, and they're they're the reason why we're in this situation. And I, I don't know, it kind of sucks to see them take the blame like that because that's not you know half and half. They're like you know you guys should be performing better, but I don't mean that's just the roster that you got thrown into, and that's just you know this is the team that you got that you got built around. It's just not a, it's not a good team. It's just not. You should have expected it and this is just mediocre, this is literally a mediocre team, you know, you you signed up for mediocrity, and this is what you got, so, you know, they're literally only, what, like, four or five games above 500, so, you know, really, it's just, it kind of comes down to, it kind of comes down to, like, one win streak or a losing streak changes the season, so, I I don't, I feel like that's just where we're at right now, and I feel like that's where the Yankees are at right now, where everything's just, everything's just a hope, everything's just a hope, and, and we'll see what happens, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think outside of the games, we kind of got what we needed to get out. Uh, unless you have anything else, I don't. I think we can kind of jump into these ball games now. Uh, game one was, you know, the, the whole Domingo Herman situation um, with Brito. Brito didn't look good. Um, Not at all. No. Yeah, and I know we were talking about how you know some openers could be should could slash should be um, an option now that Luis Severino can't pitch, but that just doesn't really help you at all <laughs> that doesn't help that doesn't really help our case um unless you bring up a guy like Vasquez and see how he he does one day but I, I just that just doesn't really help you out and offense only has 3 hits in the whole game so you know literally just one another one of those games and where everyone looks bad and i don't know just kind of one of those one of those things again
1: yeah i mean offensively you get nothing and you know, whatever the case may have been with Domingo, you know, whether it's what they were saying where, you know, there was, you know, some type of injury, you know, was feeling pain in his armpit, and, you know, it felt better as the night went along, you know, or, you know, it does have something to do with him, you know, going on the restricted list now, and, you know, maybe him being late. Brito just didn't look good, and he didn't look good at all. He gave up, you know, a couple homers, and it just wasn't there, and obviously it's going to look so bad when Domingo goes out there and, you know, starts throwing a gem. Had the bullpen that was probably his best start other than his perfect game you know this year his best outing I mean not yeah. start so you know for for him to go out and it looked like that it's obviously a really bad look for the Yankees but you know maybe there was like a you know an actual reason that the Mingo didn't make that start and you know at the end of the day I'm not even upset that they gave that they gave Brito the chance because if Brito went out and went six innings you know one earned you know that's even more of a reason you know to keep him around and maybe move Severino somewhere else so i I wasn't you know super annoyed with the move that they made, obviously the brito just didn't have it, and offensively you just get nothing and you know you have to I mean, we're so used to that at this point that the offense just didn't doesn't do anything
0: i'm definitely not I'm definitely not mad at the brito thing because like i mean we were we were literally saying how we would we need like you know an opener would be a good idea, we haven't seen much of it. And, you know, like, like, you know, if Brito did good, you know, that would have been just would have been a better story. But it's unfortunate that, you know, that's not the case. Um, Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I kind of it's kind of funny to me, the whole Hermann situation. Um, If it was if it was injury, like if that whole armpit thing was a dead serious, true story, if that was the case, I kind of wonder. The way I looked at that. If it was just injury, the way I looked at it is if I don't know if it was like an, like it, if it was like if it was like LeBron James like saying that before the game he had like I don't know he tweaked his ankle and he doesn't know if he's gonna play in the game and this is like you know a pretty crucial game for LeBron you want to see LeBron James come check in the game and then he does and then he like you know you're not gonna you're not gonna immediately be like oh my god what is the coach doing why is the coach why. Like, you know, why would they just release some false information just to, I don't know, I feel like that was kind of just one of those things where, you know, Domingo just felt better towards the end of the night and just wanted to go in, and that's what they did. I don't know, I kind of looked at it like that. I don't know if if that's just what makes sense. I, that's just a funny little thing I kind of picked up on. I don't know if uh, there's really two sides to that.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, and at the end of the day, it, it it doesn't matter who started because the offense doesn't do anything. So, like, no. it, you know, no, it it, it really didn't matter. It just it, it didn't and you know the 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 Herman antics were just you know a, really a distraction for the offense not showing up which I feel like we've had a lot of different distractions for the offense not showing up in different games but the 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 same the same narrative the common denominator for a lot of these games this year for the New York Yankees is the fact that they just have no offense they they don't put up a fight offensively their at bats aren't good they don't put you know back-to-back good at bats together they don't put runners on they don't do the little things offensively and you know that's that's the real story you know for these first two games really
0: yeah and i'm trying to really i'm really trying my best to pull for the guy but i'm kind of getting a little tired of seeing anthony rizzo like in the cleanup spot three and four every single time because you know now that judge is back and i I mean glaber torres is having a solid year i mean you know he's getting on base a good amount Uh, Jake Bowers even had, like, a good weekend where he got on base, and, you know, Judge did Judge things, and then you'd see Anthony Rizzo come up and just fucking ground it to a double play. I mean, like, what are we doing? It's just, like, that's just annoying, and, like, Stanton hasn't really had all of his, you know, all of his great, he had a good game three, but other than that, it wasn't good this weekend. I mean, it was just bad, Uh, honestly. Like, you know, just another one, just a repeated weekend of what we've had all year. Uh, I feel like it's just, it was just that. Um, Game two, uh, Rodon gets the start, doesn't really do good again, and <laughs> I don't want to be overreacting here, but I kind of do want to ask you, is there going to be a time, like, I, you know, he just came off injury coming from this year, but I, I kind of do want to wonder, like, how many starts are we going to give the guy until he has a good start, because he, like, to be fair, like you know, aside from his one win, like you know, his first win, he hasn't had all great of starts. Like he really hasn't. And I mean, you know, uh, is could the IL be like the him coming off the IL and having a delayed start to the season? Could that obviously play effect into it? Absolutely. But you know, if he's whole, if he's fully healthy right now, and I mean, like you know, can we get at least some quality out of it? Because it's now this is now a few starts in a row where you know you're giving up four or five runs, and it's like you know, this team isn't built enough for that.
1: Yeah, it. I, I think w- when I watch him pitch right now, it, it, it seems like it's more of a feel thing for him than 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 anything else, and I think that might be just because he's not worked up. the The slider he's got no control over his slider right now.
0: He doesn't have a put away pitch. I realize it's,
1: that. Yeah, well, he's a two pitch pitcher, which is very, which is very odd from coming from a starter. You see that from a lot of relievers, but I mean, he's a fastball slider guy and. He he doesn't have the feel for the slider right now. He can't control it. It's very erratic. You saw a couple of sliders that he threw the other uh, the other night that were twenty feet out of the zone, like just absolutely just erratic with the slider. And when you know when you are a two pitch pitcher and one of those pitches isn't working, hitters are just gonna keyhole in on the fastball. I mean, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, he leaves one up to a Rosarena, and you know he just takes it the other way because you don't have to worry about the slider. And you know, it's it's really hard to get major league hitters out with just a four seam fastball. So yeah. I, I, I'm not as concerned. It's not even either, yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's not like he throws 104. You know, he throws yeah. 95, 96, and you know it doesn't have a you know a ton of like upward movement. It's a pretty straight fastball. So you know we run into this problem with Garrett Cole too. Sometimes he relies too much on his fastball. You know, and he leaves it in the middle of the zone because he thinks he can just overpower you. Well, especially when you know you're you're Carlos Rodon and you're one other pitch. You know, you can't locate. You are gonna have a really hard time getting hitters out with the fastball. Jimmy Nelson, uh, you know, talked about this on the broadcast a little bit, and you know, he said that Rodon needs to throw his slider for strikes because if you don't throw your slider for strikes, anything that ends up in the zone, the hitter knows is gonna be a fastball, and they can literally just keyhole in on the fastball. So, I'm not super concerned about Rodon. I think it's kind of more of just a feel thing with a slider for me, and I think as you know, his starts can, you know continue to evolve. I think he'll figure it out. But I mean, it's definitely not coming at a good time and he's not had a good start as a Yankee because he hasn't pitched well. And then obviously with the antagonization of the fan in Los Angeles, he's now got a little bit of a target on his back and he continues to go out there and not, you know, pitch up to par. And, you know, he is coming off a big contract and the Yankees are not having a great year and he was supposed to be, you know 1B right behind Garrett Cole and we you know we had we didn't get to see that the whole first half and now he's not pitching well so he's definitely got a little bit of a target on his back at this point but if i just strictly look at his starts and how he's pitching i think it really just ends up being that the slider he just can't he doesn't have great control of the slider right now he doesn't have the feel for it it doesn't even look like it's breaking you know as much as you know, some of the sliders that, you know, I watched him throw. I went back and I looked at some of his highlights, you know, from last year in San Francisco, and that slider's dirty when he's got it on. So, like, I, I, I just don't think he's got the full feel for that pitch yet, and it's really hard when you're a two-pitch pitcher to just rely on the fastball, especially when you can't throw a slider for strikes because the hitters know every single pitch in the strike zone is a fastball. You take away all the work for the hitter when they know that, and they just sit there and they wait for it to be in their wheelhouse and they take a swing. So, like, I- I'm not as worried, but it-, it is coming at a bad time. It really is.
0: <clears throat> do you um, do you give him like two more start, uh, two more starts? And if he just doesn't look like great still, is that where kind of is that where it gets concerning?
1: I mean, we gave Josh Donaldson how many at bats? You said last last episode, six
0: hundred sixty six. But we didn't give him that. We well, did not give him that.
1: We I have mean, to deal, with that. No, have deal times, with that. How many times? How many times do we continue to put Severino out there? Severino's look worse than Rodon.
0: Yeah, but we're also bashing on Severino.
1: You're right, and a couple more starts, you know, for this for Rodon, we might have to start bashing on him too. But I, I, I don't know. I, for me, for me, this is this is you know this is a little bit different, and maybe I'm being you know way too easy on him. And if you think I am, I you know,
0: I don't know. I just don't know because I because I know there's just two sides to look at it. The fact that. You know, injury injury does make a play, but I, I mean, you know, like like you said, you're supposed to be one B behind Garrett Cole. Like you know, a six two nine ERA in your first six starts isn't like you know that's not good. Like it's not like I don't, I don't know. Like I, I was just expecting a little more, I guess. And I guess I guess I could also probably ease back on him, maybe for having way too high of expectations. And it's not his fault. Like you know, it's not his fault that we're losing these games, really. You know, offense has to come through, because literally the two runs were in the ninth inning, one of them being off a fucking throwing error, so, you know, it's not like it's all his fault, but I mean, I, I don't know, I, I'm just, I guess my expectations are a little too high, the strikeouts are there, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not really what I was expecting, I guess, so I, I haven't been all that pleased with, with, with it just yet, and, and I, I'm gonna be, I, I hope I'm wrong, I hope, I hope he. I hope it's like what you said, where he's just, he's just getting a feel for everything, and you know, once that slider, like, once that slider comes in, dude, it could be a whole different story with it.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. I, I think with Severino, we've seen he's had his pitch repertoire. He's been up and down with the fastball velocity. We've seen starts where it's been normal. We've seen starts where it hasn't been, and the results have still all been the same every single time. I think with Rodon, we just haven't we haven't seen Rodon at you know the level that they signed him at last year, so I, I think he just needs a little bit more time, a couple more starts, and I might be going a little easy on him. I, I might be, especially, and he hasn't helped his case with you know the with the antagonizing and you know some of his quotes at the end of the games haven't been great. But I do think that when like when I when I watch Severino start, I just don't have any confidence in him because like it looks like he's pitching normally and he's just getting smacked around. With Rodon, you could tell that like. He's laboring through because he he doesn't have that slider right now, you know, consistently. So I, I just think it's a little bit different with with Rodon, and I, I you know I'm willing to give him a little bit more leeway. Not that the Yankees really can afford to, because they need to win every game that they possibly can right now. But I just feel like you know he he did miss the whole first half of the year with injury, you know, with with back problems. You know, maybe he's you know still got something lingering going on, and you know Chronicles. I think it's watching it. It's just really the feel of the slider for me.
0: Yeah, and I guess Severino, I guess the whole Severino, like, Rodan kind of just looks wild. Severino is just literally giving it right down the middle every single time and just getting him plunked, so... I guess there's two two sides to really look at it as, um... But let's get into Game 3. This was at least a sigh of relief, because, I mean, if they got swept, man, then that would have just been uh, probably just game over, um, and who knows... But they finally, I mean, they tagged along Shane McClanahan, of all people. You didn't expect, I did not expect that. Um, And, like we said, Franco started off with the homer. And then, you know, who knew what could have happened. And then Volpe. Volpe was able to, was able to come through. Stan had a good game. Drove in four runs. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, So, yeah. And, I mean, Glaber Torres also had a nice little play at home plate. Um, Or, actually, no, he didn't. It was kind of just like a missed throw, and, and Glaber was able to score off a great base running by the, the man, the myth, the legend, Greg Allen. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, just a side relief there. Volpe also had a three-hit game. That's his second one this year. Um, you finally saw Clay Holmes after, like, six games, I think it was? Yeah. After, like, a whole two weeks of not seeing him. Um, he did good. So that's cool. But, I mean, another Garrett Cole start. Another great Garrett Cole start. That's, that's, that's just, you know, Two six four year on the year. Um, not like great, great. You know, not like the greatest Garrett Cole start. But I mean, you know, he gave you length seven, eight, seven innings, and he only gave up four hits, and you know, one of them being a, a two run knock. I mean, I, I, yeah, you know, all you can ask ask for right there. And Garrett Cole is really held his own. And I know you, I know you're probably quietly dancing right now, but it's you know this is this has been a good year for Garrett, and I'm 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 actually just relieved about that because. It's been, like, pretty underwhelming in in this past couple years for Garrett. It hasn't been, like, you know, $330 million get dollars, Garrett Cole. It's, you know, it, and this year we're finally kind of getting getting to see that. And he's got, dude, he's got fucking swagger on him, and I love it. Like, he gets pissed during games. Like, he's sitting there yelling back at umpire. Like, there was a whole pitch clock, uh, the pitch clock thing the other, uh, last night. He started, he started, like, you know. Yelling back at them, telling them it's their fault, dude. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, am all in for Garrett Cole and Garrett Cole only right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he's a fiery guy. He's a lot of fun to watch. And I feel like the two main problems with Garrett Cole that Yankee fans or that we've seen from him as a Yankee, his two biggest flaws have been, you know, the one that we've talked about, you know, a couple times on this podcast, which is the length. And the other one is, you know, he he, he does tend to kind of fall apart a little bit if something happens early on for him and he gave up a two run homer early and we've seen what Garrett, you know, sometimes, you know, in the past he'll give up that two run homer and you know, he's going to labor through the next couple of innings because, you know, he doesn't let things go. He's a very, you know, he's a fierce competitor and we've seen, you know, you know, stuff like that really, you know, get to him, you know, early in starts and, and, and affect the rest of the start. But it didn't happen here. I mean, he gave up the two-run homer. It wasn't a great pitch, and you know, and and Franco hit it out, and you know, he he was able to hunker down, give them seven innings. I kind of disagree. I think he's been worth the money every single year he's been here. But no,
0: all right, all right, let, let's relax. I, did, I never said he wasn't <laughs> worth the money. Let's let relax. I would never said he wasn't worth the money. That's <laughs> not at all what I said. I I I said unless I did, I don't. I might have to re- reword myself.
1: I it's all right. I, it's all right. I called Jeff Nelson Jimmy Nelson about five minutes ago. So. <laughs> yeah, I
0: was gonna say I don't think that was the right. <laughs> but no, it's uh, no, I don't. I just I wasn't because he like I don't know. Last year he got into a weird stretch where he was giving off like four runs a game, and it was kind of like, all right, Garrett, what are you doing? You got to pitch ace level. Uh, he he showed up every postseason. I never. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say he wasn't worth the money because I mean he was in a way. In a way he was a little. Am I a 330 million? You know, in what I hand out 330 like that? Not really. I was hoping I was hoping they gave him like 290, but I just that's just me. Anyway, keep going. I never said I never said that.
1: You really want to piss me off this morning,
0: huh? Oh, you, dude.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. No, uh, no, seriously. no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, I, I think I think Garrett Cole gives you a chance to, to win every single game he goes out and starts, and that's what you want from your ace. And I, I he did that. He did that. Last night, I mean, he, he gives up a two run homer early, and Volpe comes right back and bails him out. So now you're tied at two. So now once once you give up that two run homer, but Volpe you know comes back and saves you. Now it's up to you to hunker down and 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 give the offense a chance, you know, to put up a couple of runs to take a lead. And he did exactly that. And you know, by the numbers, is it you know his best start of the year? Absolutely not. But the Tampa Bay Rays are no joke. He had a problem with Tampa Bay earlier in the year. His worst start came in Tampa when he gave up the six runs. I thought it was a really nice thing to see him get battered early, come back, let the offense come back, and then take the lead, hold that lead, and then, you know, control the rest of the game, even when, you know, you get hit around a little bit early by the home run. So I thought it was a really good start and a really encouraging start for Garrett Cole. And like you pointed out, it was good to see Clay Holmes because Clay Holmes has been the best guy in the bullpen this year for the New York Yankees. We haven't seen him in days because the Yankees cannot win games. And when they do win games, it's by a. A big margin. Yeah. So if we finally got to see Clay Holmes, he looked good. You need to keep him going because he is now, you know, we had had to have conversations earlier in the year about who was the closer. We don't anymore. He's the closer. So you need to continue to see him. It was good to see him look good. It was good to see Stan have a big day. That was a huge blast off Shane McClanahan. Obviously, you love to see when Volpe is able to get in the mix offensively. He was able to do that last night. And I thought, you know, even though they lose the series and, you know, it's one game – there was a lot of things last night that I could take away that I did like.
0: That was Garrett Cole's fifteenth uh, game this year, where he's at least gone six innings and up. So my boy, uh, yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, uh, and I mean, half the games he gets pulled when he's like eighty, when he's only at like eighty-five pitches or something, and they pull him at six innings. I mean, so. Yeah, you know, you really half the time you probably could get so much more length out of Garrett Cole, but I mean, yeah, uh, just another good start from Garrett, and just like every game where some guys where some guys have multi hit games, you just hope that Stanton and you know Volpe get on the runways and have another good stretch. Volpe's not have Volpe's actually not had his worst stretch lately. Um, I feel like. Jake Bowers also coming off the IL hasn't also been the worst. I feel like I've kind of enjoyed that presence from Jake Bowers being Jake
1: Bowers has been solid all year. He's been solid all year. He's been a a pretty nice piece to this team.
0: Yeah. And there's actually a lot of conversation with the whole uh, Anthony Rizzo being terrible right now and the fact that, one, Jake Bowers is a primarily first baseman. Yeah, he's Uh, not
1: an outfielder, everybody. No, he's not.
0: Yeah, he's a first baseman. and. You know, there was a lot of conversation, you know, why not have that lefty bat at first base? Um, you know, he didn't do good against – he's not really great against left-handed pitching, and I think that's one of the reasons why uh, they kind of keep him back like that, and they – I don't know. I, like, you know, Rizzo's, Rizzo does have some success against left-handers. He does bat, like, in the 300s. Um, he's
1: the better season. against lefties than righties actually by yeah. the numbers. He's the yeah. a, a, he's a reverse split guy.
0: Yeah, so – um, I guess that's probably a reason why they kind of keep him back, but I, I don't know. Jake Bowers, yeah, if if he didn't play outfield, I like, not that I'd want him over anyone, but it's like you know, I, you know, Jake Bowers does 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 the job, I guess, and I guess you know, I guess I'm glad to celebrate that. So. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, he's he's not a prototypical leadoff hitter, and he's not no. an outfielder, and I, you know, people have problems with you know those things because they're pretty, you know, they're they're very visible. But he has, you know, I I do like his at bats. I I like his approach. I think. Very rarely does he go up there and just have an awful at bat. So I, I do like what he brings to the table offensively. And this is how this is what he's always been as a player. Um, you know, even in the minor leagues, the guy was a bat. He, you know, he didn't really have a true position. You know, the guy's a bat, but I think he is really helpful to this team. And we, we've seen him use the short porch to his advantage. And I don't know if we talked about that on the last podcast, but John Boy Media really went deep oh, into it. this about the lefties. And you, you I mean, you have a lefty who's, you know, not a great player. He's a solid player. Jake Bowers. But he he has become a really solid piece of this team because he's using the advantage of the short porch and hitting all his home runs over there. It's the blueprint for them. So yeah. they, should, they should look at Jake Bowers and say, you know what? We can find players that are better than Jake Bowers and we can get even more out of them if we just play to our freaking strengths.
0: Yeah, did you... I kind of want to throw in something out that John Boy said. Did you hear the whole thing about Bryce Harper? And the reason why they did, why the Yankees did not pursue Bryce Harper in 2019. And it, this is insane to me. It, like, it just clicked in my head now that we're talking about lefty bats and all that. This is insane to me. Two, or 26 Bryce Harper, 26-year-old Bryce Harper, coming off of a 2018 MVP season, right? Brian Cashman, which you had Giancarlo Stanton, cool. Brian Cashman did not want to go after Bryce Harper for three reasons. One, his offensive inconsistency. Two, because he didn't feel his defense was all there, <clears throat> and three i'm gonna i'm gonna, yeah i'm gonna I'm, I might misword this because i'm not I'm not looking directly at the quote, but the third reason was because something about how just because of how much the media wanted him, he didn't like that 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 was the real like that was a reason why he didn't want to get him because just because the media wanted him doesn't mean we should get him you know what, dude, that's insane to me. What do you, first of all? What do you what are you concerned about the defense like right there? First of all, that's not even that should not even be any anywhere. That's just that's just you filling in. That's just you filling in an excuse right there. But that's just insane, man. Twenty dude, he wanted to come to the Yankees and Cashman just gave him the middle finger right to his face and said no. Like oh man, like because of the media, I can't believe that. I, I'm gonna have to re. I I'll, I'll have to like like I have to like show
1: you the clip or something. But like insane so i i i didn't see that but my reaction is the same as yours when you say that to me because okay you don't like his defense you you don't think he's consistently enough defensively is john carlos staying consistently enough because you don't even think he's good enough to play him in the outfield he's your primary dh he's your dh okay and offensive inconsistency. Giancarlo Stanton's the most inconsistent offensive player in baseball. For two weeks, he'll be the best player, and for another, you know, for two weeks after that, he won't even be able to hit one. So look at the whole offense. What are in we general? talking about here?
0: Yeah, look at the whole offense in general. Like, no, yeah. there's, no, there's not one consistent hitter on this offense. Like, you're telling me you'd rather have IKF and Jake Bowers and and Billy McKinney than fucking Bryce. Hall. Oh my! Like, it just, just doesn't make sense. And he was 26, dude. He he visibly said, "I want to come to the Yankees." And he and we didn't go after him. And I just didn't Oh man, that was such that just got my blood boiling when I heard that, I'm not going to lie. That is but, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, insane. But yeah, Jake Bowers, I'm 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 glad you've kind of <laughs> <Because laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're doing your thing, man, cuz cuz if it wasn't for you, we'd have Bryce Harper, but who knows. But yeah, um very weird weekends very or very weird week very weird deadline not really not really uh results that we wanted but hey man we got houston coming up we get to see justin verlander again in like the span of two weeks not something you'd want to hear at all no not great um so yeah houston's coming up uh that's today this is thursday uh and we'll be back with you guys on monday check us out on all things social medias at the bronx lounge Cav, you got anything to add, brother?
1: You can't get swept by Houston. I, 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 know they're gonna lose two out of three, but you can't get swept. If you get swept, the season's over.
0: Yeah. Yep, one hundred percent. And I think they got. Let's see. Uh, they got Schmidt on the mound tonight against Christian Javier. So
1: <clears throat>
0: should be fun. when it's on Fox. That means we got to painfully hear John Smoltz back. Small
1: team, maybe the yeah, worst. Color, the worst there, yeah. color in baseball.
0: Yeah, dude. Worst color commentator in baseball. Um, and we're on Apple TV tomorrow, so that means another pair of bad broadcasters, and that means you won't be able to watch the
1: game. Yeah.
0: So that's going to do it for the Bronx Lounge. Uh, for Cavi, I am Keith. We'll see you guys on Monday morning, and uh let's go, Yanks, man. Let's go, Yanks.